Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Edge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. What's up? And Twilight. Hello. Control has disappeared into the ether this week, and in an attempt to in an attempt to pull him out, uh, we recovered a guest. So everybody say hi to Xander. How's it going, guys? Uh, Wait, what? I thought he was replacing the troll. No, what? Don't no. We, we got to ease the audience into that. They're not ready for, for it right now. We, well, we'll replace him if the probe fails to bring him out of the void. I mean, it's brought light back a few times. It, I, hey, it's a reliable probe. It still works. If the no, probe yeah, fails, so. we have problems, because then we have My to send light in again. I'd rather not. Yeah, his leg still hasn't grown back right after the last time into the void. Well, I yeah, mean, yeah, it's it's new, I'm sure we'll find someone else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. A as we normally do, we will start off with what we've been playing this week. And Xander, as the guest, uh, we will start with you. Ooh, exciting. So what so, have you been playing this week? Well, it's the season. So I've had to go through some of these games and play the seasonal content. So I was playing through Christmas content for Satisfactory and Christmas content for Deep Rock Galactic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I forgot that Satisfactory was a thing, even though I picked it up and played it like four days ago. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm all about them. Resource exploitation games is apparently the genre that I love. <laughs> is that what satisfactory and factorio are is resource exploitation correct mm. also forager falls in that category huh but yeah so it turns out there is a category of game i like and it's that <laughs> i mean in the well i will say this in the hour i played satisfactory i built a gun and died 12 times to server lag so Needless to say, need to put more time into it, but... Uh, you could say that you have the saddest factory. I did have the saddest factory. <laughs> but what what specifically about the resource exploitation games do you like? So, it has been brought to my attention that I am very much a math person. So when I play Satisfactory, I tend to whip out a piece of paper and a pencil and my calculator and do a lot of math. And whenever I get everything all optimized and, and mathed out very well, it makes me uh, it makes me very happy. <laughs> well, I, I know we were talking a couple days ago about how you have, like, blueprints saved for Factorio, so you just plop yes. down pre-built blueprints. Is that, uh, is yes, that part of your mathing things out? To an extent. I actually have developed... In, I did it in Satisfactory 2 where I developed a... Uh, basically a method for how I build factories now, right? Um, because Satisfactory is a little bit trickier in that you're operating within a three-dimensional space, so it's much easier to get messier than Factorio. So uh, in an effort to stave off my OCD where I get mad when belts don't do exactly what I need them to do or look exactly like a very pretty way, I have set all of my stuff to work on the ceiling. So when you run through the factory, all you see are these conveyor belts going up 
and then there's like into the ceiling and then it's all hidden and it just looks like machine output goes up into the ceiling magically and then machine input comes down from the ceiling magically and it looks very nice and clean and then you get in between like this one wall chunk it's all hidden between two different ceiling tiles and it's just a mess it's of amazing. belts it's it's garbage everything's clipped through each other it's garbage to be fair that sounds a lot like writing actual code <laughs> i do the same thing in my code actually where it's like collapsing functions and hiding them where i'm like don't look at that it's garbage it works don't look at it that's the best part of writing uh, code is trying to explain like just don't don't open that function it works if you touch it everything breaks human resources uh are you is that a game or are you trying to tell us we need to have an hr department as part of the podcast no, that's that's a game to check out if you're into stuff like Satisfactory and Factorio. Oh, um, is that the one that's made by the same people who did Little Inferno? Uh, maybe. Human Resource Corporation? Yes. Or Machine? Yeah. I do believe yes. I have that on my phone. Hmm. I don't know why specifically my phone, but I do. This is the strangest art style. It reminds me of like a mix of, uh, oh God, Don't Starve and South oh, Park. I don't think you'd get the same endorphin rush as whenever you like have a fully functional running machine or factory. But uh, Baba is You would probably be a good puzzler to check out. I've never heard of that one either. Baba is you. I'm taking these notes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Light will come up, come out with some bangers sometimes. Just games that you'll find. And this game reminds me of Dwarf Fortress. It's nothing like Dwarf Fortress. I, I mean, no. I figured it was nothing like Dwarf Fortress, but it looks like it's got. Okay, not a similar art style, but it is I don't know. very interesting. I'm I'm glad you said it's nothing like Dwarf Fortress because I tried really hard to play that game and get into it, and I I couldn't. Do you remember releasing an I updated like the version? The idea of Dwarf Fortress, I will never play it. Right, I ended up playing um, a game of dwarves, which is my first Dwarf Fortress game, basically, and much more enjoyable. You, you get to be a dwarf, you get to dig holes, you get to tell a bunch of dwarves how to dig holes and make fancy stuff, but it's nowhere near as complex. And I was like, ah, yes, superficial and easy. Let's do this. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, this is not even, like, we're so far away from the main topic here, but uh, Darkest Dungeon. Love it. That is That is a game that I will always respect, never play. I same i guess like i haven't put any time in the darkest dungeon and i feel like i should oh all the mass effect games are on steam neat <laughs> welcome to my random commentary why are they not on switch oh 
they might be coming soon. I don't know. That Mass Effect Remastered trilogy was announced, so it might be coming to Switch. I'd have to look. Yeah, I hope. Speaking of things that are coming to Switch, Among Us is coming to Switch today. So, that's neat. It's like four weeks ago at the time that you're hearing this. Okay, we did the shit on me episode two weeks ago. We're not doing it again. I'm not shitting on you. Um, yeah. So, is it just been the two resource exploitation games, Xander, that you've been playing? Or have you been playing anything else? So, outside of that, I actually was putting in a little bit of time to Genshin Impact. Um, because it's free. Yeah. What are you playing? And, uh, I have it both on my PC and my phone. Hmm. Okay. Whenever I have to, uh, so, so... I have a daughter when she goes down for a nap on the PC, but when she's up and we're doing stuff, I'll, uh, I'll throw it up on my phone and in between bouts of reading stories or doing what have you, I, I've got it up on the phone. Cool. Cool. Hmm? How are you I, liking uh, that one? It's not bad. It, it ranks pretty high on my, I, I try to do a thing where, uh, cause phones have a really nasty habit of having all the free to play games, but many of them are not actually free to play. So I try to rank how like free to play friendly games are, and uh, it actually sits real high on the list as far as games that are enjoyable and free to play friendly. There's been a lot of games that I've thrown my hat on and just been like, "Nope, you can't play this unless you give them money. This is trash." Yeah. Uh. So IGN, no, Game Informer did a review on uh, Genshin Impact, and they gave it a pretty high review, and the the reviewer that did it was real cross because they're against microtransactions, and they are, like, staunchly against a lot of the mobile game practices, especially with free-to-play games, and, like, gotcha mechanics and stuff like that. Absolutely. And, And they were like, but this game is so good and I haven't invested a penny into it yet. And I've gotten so far and I've progressed so much. Like it's got a high rating. They were like, this is my game of the year. If it didn't have the gotcha mechanic. Which and, I mean is fair. I don't personally don't yeah. think that games with that should get game of the year. Well, it's not gonna, but the very fact that this person of all the people at game informer, was the one singing its praises it was everybody was like wow yeah and i was like i'm pretty sure that that was on mobile no it can't be from the way that he's talking about it and then i just recently found out no this is the game that was shoved down my face a couple months ago yeah it's weird because it's on everything i Mm -hmm. i very much i've heard nothing but good things about genshin impact i just haven't personally checked it out myself yet yeah. I mean, it's not as far as a uh, zero investment except for your time, right? And unless you want to give them money, right? Like at some point or another, I might end up giving them a couple bucks just because I'm like, well, I have dumped several mm-hmm. hours in this game and somebody needs to, you know, make money for dinner. And they've entertained me for X amount of hours. Oh, you from this game. Right. Um, at some point I might end up throwing them a few bucks. The issue is I can't figure out what I would spend that money on. 
like if I gave them the few bucks and got the fancy currency, I don't even know what I'd spend the fancy currency on because I don't actually need anything to make the game go farther. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, what a weird problem, right? <laughs> in a, in the same vein, I saw that uh, the Alto games, I've talked about these before on the podcast, uh, Alto's Odyssey and Alto's Journey, uh, are now on Switch as a bundle for 8 bucks. And I was originally going to rant about how uh, it was kind of bullshit that these two games you can get for free on mobile are eight dollars on uh switch but then i remembered that uh you can pay to get rid of the ads and stuff and i actually think that eight bucks comes out to being cheaper than if you were to buy everything you could buy through the mobile Hmm. i mean that... but genuinely good games pure zen experience anybody should check it out might be worth looking into. I'm always looking into new games to play for my Switch. I highly recommend them. Speaking of which, I need to jump back into playing Hades. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with that one. I just suck. Oh no, that that's a wonderful game. It uh, stole about 80 hours of my life. I think you're supposed to suck. Dying is like tied into the story. Yeah, it is. I mean, you... You're right, you are kind of supposed to suck and then just get better over time, as is the thing with roguelites like that, but... Hades? Yeah, Hades. I think I saw a video of that where someone literally made a build for that, where they could kill the main boss just by going AFK. Wait, what? They just, they entered the main boss arena, and then walked away from the computer keyboard and let the boss hammer itself to death huh that's interesting i don't know how but it was funny to say i believe it uh all right let's let's move on light you got anything for us yeah i got quite a few um there's only one i'm gonna really go into uh but i do want to touch on a few so I did the demo of Control. Oh, nice. For Switch. Yeah, First my off, connection how... wasn't good. Ah, uh, that's right, because that's a, that's a cloud game. Yeah. It's a really neat concept. Um, they let you choose whether you want to uh, put preference on the graphics or the performance. That's actually really cool yeah i, I did know. performance obviously good man i don't know uh, who the hell would choose graphics over performance but i'm sure there's somebody well somebody for that game that really likes pretty scenery like that's the only thing you can talk about in a game yeah let me tell you streaming it with performance mode made me think maybe i should have gone graphics <laughs> But they let you demo it for a little while to see how it'll be, and then you have to buy it. But I didn't even last that long. Um, and then uh, I, I tried out the demos for Pikmin 3. Not my type of game. 
No? No. I kind of always felt that it wasn't going to be. But I tried it anyway. And, yeah, not my thing. I I played for, like, an hour and deleted the demo. I mean, fair enough. I, I can understand Pikmin is not for everybody because it's... I, mean, I don't even want to say it's real-time strategy light. That's They always call it a real-time strategy, and it's just... I don't know. Pikmin is Pikmin. Yeah. Pik- I mean, it is... By definition, it is technically a real-time strategy game. But Impact having played not. Pikmin and also having played quite a few real-time strategy games, they're very different. Yeah. Um, did the demo for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity... Ah, uh, that one I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I think... So two things was... Uh, I went into it in the mindset of this is classic Dynasty Warriors. You just go around beating up armies of dudes in a flashy way. Right. Did not realize that there would be like a level of strategy on that. And that it would have like depth to the combat and the battlefield. Oh yeah. So that kind of caught... It's good. Yeah, that, that. kind of caught me by surprise. I wasn't prepared for it. I was hoping for just some dumb slaughtering. What's funny about that one um is because it is very similar to Dynasty Warriors. What nobody told us about Dynasty Warriors is that Dynasty Warriors actually has the same mechanics in it. But I don't know about you guys. The last time I played a Dynasty Warriors game was a decade and a half ago. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't understand that, like, to be good at a video game, you needed to play to the mechanics sometimes. And yeah. so it, it turns out, like, having played that game and then gone back and looked at some of the old Dynasty Warrior games, I'm like, oh, this game is great. I was playing it wrong. Oh, see... For me, I thought I I also haven't played a Dynasty Warriors game since the sixth generation of consoles, um, and I thought that they were just dumb action games, and that's what I loved about it. Like I loved that it was like God of War, but instead of one person at a time, it was like like thirty. Right. Um. But yeah, so so that kind of caught me off guard. And whenever I quit, I was like, I got to go back to that, but like pay more attention. Um, and then the other thing was, there was a lot of story in it. And I realized maybe I shouldn't have been skipping every cutscene in Breath of the Wild. You were skipping every cutscene? I haven't watched a single cutscene in Breath of the Wild. Huh. I take that back. I watched the I watched the one after you uh after you free the the elephant guardian because you were all like oh, I fucking cried. Well, yeah. I mean, I it's, cried too. It's, it's thank you. It, it's very emotionally, especially if you were emotionally invested in it like you know. It's an emotional moment. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only <laughs> one. Oh, no, that's that's not praise. I cry at everything. I'm a big baby. <laughs> you know, me Same. too. I just, I'm just i just not into Breath of the Wild story. 
But yeah, um, then I dabbled a little bit into Lego City Undercover, which is Lego, classic Lego gameplay, but in an open world GTA game. And I got to say, one, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Lego gameplay, but this is pretty decent. And two, I'm actually slightly ashamed at some of the dumb moments that I laughed at. But that game got me and I chuckled out loud at a few parts in the first hour. I I don't remember if I played Lego City Undercover or not. Like I I truly do not remember if I played that game. I legitimately recommend it. Um and then I played a little bit of Limbo. And I, I wanted to tell you about the mechanics on this one. So Limbo is interesting in that it caught my eye when it came out. It's a game that I always kind of wanted to play. I'm kind of hating it. And it's it's purely on the design. Like the art design? No, the game design. What's up so with it? it's it's a platformer puzzler, and I feel like I feel like in a platformer puzzler game, you should be able to at a glance know what the issue is, and then work your way towards figuring it out. But what this game likes to do is kill you first. Until you figure it out. Huh. And I find that frustrating. Like it was novel when it came out. But it just seems cheap to me now. Yeah. We're I talking mean... about... Oh sorry you go. I All I was going to say is this came out around that time where like to be the best indie game you could possibly be, you had to basically be ridiculously hard and have a small child with a big head in a very, very unforgiving world. Yeah. Yeah, it, it came out in that era of like, ooh, we're not holding your hand through this one. Which which is fine, but it feels like they're like on this is on purpose. This isn't it's not just like, oh, that was tough. Let me try again. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Like, I would have figured it out. Like, there's this there's this spot early on where um, you're walking and there's just a, a, a little divot in the ground. And as you walk, you get smashed by a giant thing. And you realize, oh, I got to jump onto the divot and jump over. And the two little uh, areas in between trigger that thing to fall. Okay. And right next to it is the same thing. 
And as you walk there, it's the opposite. So whenever you jump onto the divot, then you get smashed. Huh. And they are set up and look identical. There's nothing to indicate that they would be different other than the fact that you die and the game is just like, haha, fucker, gotcha. See that? Mm, I, don't, I don't find those kind of mechanics fun. No, and, and like I said, when the game came out, this was novel. And it's like, oh, you know, how crazy we're watching this kid die over and over again. But now that all that time has passed, for me, it's just like, this is just bad design. Which is a fair way to look at it. Yeah. But the the final game I wanted to... I just wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, the final game that I've been playing is Shakedown Hawaii. I have heard nothing but good things about Shakedown Hawaii. I have a little bit of a story to tell before I get into it. All right. Xander, I, kn I know Xander was going to say something, so I'm just going to... Oh, I just wanted, I wanted to make sure we were talking about the same limbo, and you confirmed that for me. It's like, yeah, you're the, you literally play what looks like the shadow of a small child running through a horrific world. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so ha I, I played that game years ago. Um, I did, I did finally get the opportunity to beat it. But no, that, that game basically came off to me like the first hour is like you dying in different ways and going, this is horrific. And then after that first hour of like seeing all the different ways the little kid dies, you're just kind of like every time it happens, you just sigh and you go, ah, this poor child. And then it, yeah. it stops being a game and it starts being more of a cruelty simulator. Or you end up developing this hyper awareness where you're looking around the world. And I, I think that's what the, the developer's trying to get you to like look at the world and see everything as a threat where all of a sudden like there's the shadow of a blade of grass and you're like, Oh no, if I walk past that blade of grass and I don't jump over it, is a spider going to jump out of there and eat me? Or am I going to get sucked down into it? Or is it a hole? Or, And like at one point you're jumping yeah. across like the broken letters of the word hotel and you're like jumping across it. And then one of the letters I think falls and takes you with it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh cool, now I can't trust the platforms. And like the game basically, it builds this relationship with you where you just can't trust the game. You just stop trusting the game. Yeah, I'm already there. Right. You're just like, well, I have no faith in anything anymore, and I I don't trust it. Like I said, I... So I've been hating it. I, that hasn't stopped me from playing it. But, like, I know it's a great game. Yeah. I mean, Limbo is one of those games that, like, people talk about it, and they're, you know everybody's like it's depressing but it's such a good platformer yeah this is even beyond all the accolades that it's gotten i can just tell that this is going to be an experience which is fair yeah I, I look forward to going more into it but currently i hate it <laughs> which is also fair Congratulations. You you have fallen for the developer's trap. Hmm. So, so, so what's yeah. your story in relation to Shakedown Hawaii? So, years ago, 
over a decade at this point, uh, there was a modder who was working on an NES game called Grand Theft Tendo. And it caught my eye. What this guy was doing was trying to make a game that could run on the NES. But it was a demake of GTA 3. And it was one of the most interesting things I had ever seen in my life. And I thought it was real cool. And it's one of the first times that I discovered something and followed it. And the game went dark. Suddenly, a few years later, on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network uh, stores, a new game pops up called Retro City Rampage. which is an 8-bit GTA clone parody. Which is hilarious. And it turns out... In a game that basically is turned into a parody. Yeah. But it turned out that that's what became of the Grand Theft Nintendo project. Huh. Was that it evolved into its own thing. And the game... The game scores well with reviewers. I don't know how they did in sales. Must have done well enough because it managed to come out for the subsequent systems too. Uh, Retro City Rampage DX. You can get it on Switch. But it ends up getting a sequel. My connection is bad. Am I coming through? You're a little bit robot Okay. Um, so it ends up spawning a sequel. That is Shakedown Hawaii. This is the Vice City to Retro City Rampage's GTA 3. Hmm. And it is good. I mean, I've, um, I guess, like I said, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, this is a 16-bit adventure set on a Hawaiian island. You get to buy up properties. Your goal is to own the entire island and monopolize it. It's got a ridiculous over-the-top story. You say, how can you parody something that's become a parody? I don't know, but they do it. It's got hidden references to all kinds of games from the 80s uh, and 90s and shows from the same era. Uh, like you're, you have an IT guy who helps you track people down and whatnot. Cause you're an old, you're an old business mogul living in modern times who can't keep up with the fact that like, instead of brick and mortar retail stores, you, you got same day delivery and online shopping and it's great. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I was playing through it and I didn't realize that I was kind of blazing through the story 
because the story if you do the missions it's actually pretty lengthy um there was a moment it was kind of weird there's a moment halfway through the game where i was like wow this story mode is long and then at the end of the game i I was like oh it's over so it it must it has weird pacing but uh but as soon as i finished it and as soon as the credits rolled i started a new game and i can't put it down i'm addicted to it it's it's incredible Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's definitely been on my list of things to pick up. I I I would more than recommend this. I would urge you to play it. But the only I, thing I would say is that every time a new mission opens, they give you the GPS waypoint for it. But that doesn't mean like just cuz you have a waypoint it doesn't mean you have to go there. Uh, in between every main mission, you can free roam at any point, earning money and and uh, buying up shops and stuff. So, like, do that. Enjoy it as much as you can. Um, I'm going to own the entire island in this second playthrough. You know, so, so oddly enough, that does translate pretty well into what I've been playing. Because apart from my normal Halo stuff, I've been, obviously, I've been playing Cyberpunk. And Cyberpunk, you know, apart from the bugs and the stuff that people are bitching and moaning about online. Oh, uh, I got the... Wait, what? I got some stuff to say about Cyberpunk. Okay. It's in my plans. But uh, apart from the the people bitching and moaning about stuff, so in my well, in both of my playthroughs, the one I'm doing for stream and my like primary playthrough that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I just hit the title screen because instead of just you know, okay, go to next story mission, you know they the the prologue isn't just okay do this mission. Now you immediately have to go to the next story mission and the next story mission. And then the game starts, you know, they don't, they don't try to like force you into starting the main story. You can run around the opening district that you're in just doing side quests. Yeah. For honestly, I did side quests on my main playthrough for roughly, I think it was six hours. But I know Control, because I talked to him about it, he did side questing for like 10, 12 hours, I believe. Yeah, when uh, when the press got their four-hour playthroughs with it, uh, even mainlining the main quest, it took two hours before they saw the title. Jeez. No, that makes sense. I mean, even those main story missions, they're not short missions. They're pretty lengthy. In the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I don't want to spoil anything and giving you my average play time to get to the, to get to the game, I guess, isn't really going to spoil anything. But 
the game is pretty dope mm-hmm. in terms like the city feels lived in like you walk around night city and you see people walking around and you feel like oh no i'm just walking through new york and I really love the fact that, like, they have little billboards and stuff that have ads for energy drinks, and you can hear the radio going and news broadcasts. And, you know, suddenly you'll just stumble upon a gang fight. Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah, the game The game is really great on PC. And next gen. The problem is... They screwed, uh, last gen did not get treated well. Well, I mean, we might as well get into it then, but, uh... Well, before we get into the, it, let's, let's check with Twilight. Well, I just want to say, there is no next gen. Next gen can run the game, but there is no next gen yet. As far as, check, as, far as checking with me, obviously he's on a roll. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I I know we're going to get into this and I, before I before we got into the role, I just wanted to, you know, that's fine. Check check with you. Yeah, but what have you been playing, Toy? Uh, well, I finally finished up uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Hooray! After 100 and 54 hours because the game logs how long you play most games do yeah but I don't think I've seen it on the actual like save stamp hmm. like whenever I manually save it that's what it calls it it calls it by how many hours are played which Kind of just reminds me about how long I've been playing and then have to backtrack whole acts of the game because I missed something. I had to do the third act of the game twice. My god. Wow. Why? Because I missed something important that came in later. I forgot to get two pieces of a MacGuffin. And while I could continue playing without it, that MacGuffin would have made me a lot weaker not having it at endgame. I don't do separate save files, so like if I was in that position, I I would just have to deal. <laughs> I, a- I thought I had a more recent one, like before I reached the point of no return and realized that I fucked up. But no, my most recent save that could actually be salvaged was before I actually entered Act 3. You know, I gotta applaud you for actually, like, finishing the game out, because I have, like, four save files going all different characters, not once have I actually completed the game. (laughs) Well, I needed to kill some guy, 
in order to get a piece of the MacGuffin. But that guy, once you reach a certain point in the third act, he'll move to a different location. And that location, you can't kill him in because there's a android there that will wreck your shit if you start a battle there before it's time to start a battle. But if you enter the battle arena properly, then you won't be able to go back to get the piece that you need because the game cutscenes you into the next act at that point. So I had to find a save that was before I entered the building that teleports all my competitors to the arena. Which was before I entered Act 3. Huh. So, so I could kill my competitor before he enters the arena. Well, And a few races along the way. Apart from having to redo all that, I mean, at least you got through it the second time, right? Yeah. Oh, there you I go. doomed the elves and became the father of dragons. You think I was playing Red Prince. That, that doesn't shock me. Knowing you, that does not shock me. It shouldn't. It doesn't. It really That's shouldn't. why it doesn't. I just had to change up how he looks because I hated the model that they used. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your time with that. But now I gotta find a new game to play. We'll, we'll, we'll help you find something. Hey, Pillars of Eternity is free on the, the Epic Game Store. See, that's... Not that I like the... Not that I like to push the Epic Game Store or anything. <laughs> but it's free. Is free. free. I mean, I got a lot of games on the Epic Game Store because they're free. Yeah, right. Free Borderlands. Free. I got Borderlands on Epic Game Store because it's free, and I don't even like Borderlands. But well, it was free. And Grand Theft Auto Five. Play Borderlands. <laughs> I don't like Borderlands. I don't like when you played Borderlands. Fair. It's boring, but, and hey, I didn't like the art style, and the characters were annoying. You got two votes now for Pillars of Eternity, so. Go download Pillars of Eternity. Oh yeah, that's a good one. But anyway, light. But now, like, get back to his talk. Yes. Now <laughs> back to back to your regularly regularly scheduled cyberpunk. Yeah, I feel like you guys are building this up, and it's gonna be nothing. Coming but... from lightsaber ninja, oh, the most great. epic rant to ever rant. Well, now we're screwed. <laughs> but no, I just, I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that's going on with Cyberpunk. Uh, damn it. Hold on. Holding on. Oh, God. One second. Ship sinking. Everybody hold oh, on no. to something. Uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, good. Somebody um, remember to grab the cork. But I wanted I wanted to talk about it, and what, what's funny is, like a couple days ago, I thought that I was going to come in here with some real hot takes, and, and uh, you realized your hot takes were the takes of just everybody else on the internet. Well, no, I realized that like both sides of the coin 
we're going way too extreme. All right, fair and enough. And I got irritated with that, and now I'm of two minds. But but let's discuss this. So it came out that Cyberpunk runs really, really bad on base last-gen console. Yeah. That, like, really the, bad. To the point where, like, people are demanding refunds. Yeah. Uh, to the point where maybe it shouldn't have gone gold when it did, and uh, maybe they shouldn't have stuck as hard to the release date. Um, and the initial blowback was people going, Ugh, well, what do you what do you expect? What do you expect for it to run on, on eight-year-old hardware? Like, of course it's going to be bad. And it's like, they announced this game in 2012. They put the first trailer out for this game in 2013. It was always a last-gen game. If it couldn't run on those systems, that's a problem. The fact that it doesn't run on those systems, that's a problem. That's not something that we should just suck up and face just because somebody else has a computer that can run it at Psycho. Like, that doesn't mean that somebody who has, like, a VCR Xbox One deserves to have a shit experience. I mean, well, technically, we know it was designed for both gens because the Cyberpunk Xbox isn't a Series X. It's a One No, X. it was a One X. Yeah. And it runs kind of shitty on the One X as well. Like, I, I I have seen gameplay on both a Series X and obviously my PC, and they look fine. So I can't give a solid, like, this is my experience with it on X console because I didn't play it on that. Yeah. But I'm not going to uh, invalidate people's shitty experiences with the game. Yeah. And if, if you want to see... Just how, if you want to see the extreme of how good this can run on a tippy top of the line PC versus how shitty it's running on base consoles, Digital Foundry has done an amazing job with this. So, as they always do, yeah, I was but about yeah to say, uh, as they always do, to the point where I think we should start reaching out to Digital Foundry with how much we reference them. You know what? I. I've noticed that they've been getting a lot of love from other outlets recently as well. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe. Like, for being just a small offshoot of Eurogamer, lately they've finally gotten the respect I think that they deserve. Yeah. But, uh... Like, uh, IGN's now doing tech deep deep dives and they're even saying this is because digital foundry exists huh. um yeah but uh anyway yeah john lineman built an insane pc for running the game and it looks incredible uh but so so i don't think it's ridiculous to be upset with the performance that this game is getting i think we should expect a little bit of jank 
particularly in the base consoles. Definitely your base, in the base PS4, consoles. your base Xbox, yeah. Even your PS4 Slim and your Xbox One S, uh, there should be some jank there. Um, but the One X quite and the a PS4 bit... Pro shouldn't be having any problems with it. No. They shouldn't have any problem. That should be the baseline of the game, and it's definitely not. No. If you want if you want the baseline console experience, what the what the lowest bar is currently, it seems like you need to have a next gen system. Which are damn near impossible to find right now. Trust me, I tried this morning because they were supposed to go on sale at Best Buy this morning and the website crashed because I'm guessing like thirty thousand people stormed the website. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get my PS5. I tried. I tried real hard. But it, the one thing but then I then on the flip side, there's been blowback. And <laughs> so I was originally just going to my rant was just going to be no, it's cool to be mad about this because it it is bullshit. Um the games that were promised for last-gen systems, they should run on last-gen systems. But then the fucking uh, uh, Sedyed Proyek Red, their stock price, that's why I said their name properly, their stock price dropped by like 29%. Oh, more than that, I think. Like, as and... of today, it was more than that. Damn. Yeah, my, mine is like three days ago as of recording. And then I also found out that their their Metacritic score dropped harshly. And I feel like the people doing that oh, they're the are same the pe same people that, that gave it perfect 10s before it ever came out. No, the people who are doing that are the same motherfuckers who review bombed the hell out of Borderlands 1 and 2 because Borderlands 3 got announced for the Epic Store. Yeah, I think that we're dealing with the same troglodytes that sent death threats to uh, Jason Schreier over No Man's Sky. Oh, no, people are sending death threats to CD Projekt Red over this. That's what I was going to bring up. We, we've got that situation happening again. And li Listen to me. You fucking halfwits. They're not going to listen. We don't have that kind of shitty viewer. Base. That's fair. We don't. So if you know somebody like this, slap them. Slap them hard. Very hard in the face. And the so show it's like. not normally condone violence, but if you are threatening a developer because the no, game if didn't. You were... Yeah. If, if you, if you were either the person who was like, well, what did you expect? Or the person who's like, I expected the best. Like, slap both of those people. Equally as hard. Equally as hard. They're both idiots of the same vein. Yeah, because guess what? I've said this before on the show, too. You are not a game developer. You do not understand... And obviously, I'm dressing, addressing this hypothetical group of people who don't listen to our show. You're not, a, you're not a game dev. You do not understand the man hours, the time, the stress 
the QA testing that goes into making a video game that won't immediately make your console burst into flames. And I, I like, we, we know that this is a company where they've already got iffy, an iffy history with Crunch. Yeah. And if they were to delay again, let's not forget, there were games... There were games that delayed themselves just to avoid being in the launch window of, of, Cyber of Cyberpunk that ended up getting screwed the last time they had to delay. Uh, actually, Immortals Phoenix Rising is one of those. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it did. It moved to December to avoid... Uh, going up against cyberpunk only to then have to go up against cyberpunk um haha that was the plan all along (laughs) got him Um, and we know that if they did delay again to keep working on it that they would have faced the same thing they would have seen investors get upset they would have seen uh players get upset well no they they would have seen just backlash upon backlash no matter what they were going to do They were going to get backlash. And this brings up another point. This is the problem with overhyping a game. Whether the developer does it, which... I'm going to be honest. When they announced Keanu was in the game, immediately overhyped. Like, everybody went nuts when Keanu was shown as Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. But overhyping your game... That's what causes this kind of stuff, because now people are expecting the holy grail of video games. But this is the type of game that I don't think, like, there's no universe where this game wasn't overhyped. No, there isn't. And so, like, they are in a catch-22, but the bottom line is, what, what they released on the consoles is unacceptable, and they do need to work on it. But also, congratulations for the game that you made. Yeah. like, and, and I don't think it needs to be any more extreme than that. And they have acknowledged the problems. It's not like they're just sitting there like, well, you got what you got. They're like, okay, yeah, no, we screwed up. Yeah, and they're, they're working on the free upgrade for the next-gen consoles. And I'm assuming that they're going to be optimizing the, the last-gen versions for a while now. Like... Maybe the game isn't great at launch, and and it is, it is kind of bullshit that they never showed us, or hinted that there could be jank for the last gen consoles. But also, it's not like the game's not going to get patched over time, right? And I mean, I know people were mad because it's like, oh, they I thought there were going to be different playthroughs depending on your background. It's like, well, there really can't be. In a game oh, I like this. I mean, technically. You can also uh you can also finish the game without finishing the main quest. Wait, what? Yeah. Through a series of side missions, you can finish the game without actually finishing the main quest. Huh. Full one ending. Huh. Neat. 
But, but yeah, it's an ambitious fucking game. It's going to be janky. And I can that tell doesn't you... mean, that doesn't mean that we should accept the level of jank that it's at, but that also doesn't mean that we have to lose our shit that it's not a perfectly polished. You could just get it the same chance that some people were willing to give No Man's Sky, and No Man's Sky is shaped up to be a pretty decent game. Well, yeah, the problem it's also the hypocrisy because look at Bethesda. Ugh. Every time they release a fucking game, it's they're praised as the gods of the gaming industry. Well, they pretty much rely on their modding community to do everything. To fix it. At least CD Projekt Red is like, nope, we screwed up, we'll fix it, hang on. At one point they decided they wanted to make the modders pay for their own uh, oh, talent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that didn't go Let's not dive into that. That doesn't change we, the fact we that... We have dived into that before on the show, and we don't need to do it again. It was a bad idea, and it's still a bad idea. Are you sure? Because I'm still mad. Everyone is still mad about it. I'm still you mad that Fallout 76 sucked. You know, there's there's a question in Skyrim that's still broken to this day. If your fine community wasn't so talented. Everybody was talking over each other right then, and none of it is going to be coherent. <laughs> yeah. Bethesda wouldn't be as herald as it is if their mind could be talented. No, you're right. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the modding community is what saves a lot of the Bethesda games. That's because a lot of the mods, people just download them because it's expected at this point. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, we're talking, can we at least clarify that you guys are shitting all over Bethesda Game Studios? Yes. Let's, yes. I don't think that Doom was saved by the modding community. No, no. <laughs> no, no. We, are, we are specifically talking about the development teams behind, like, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Machine games and id software are doing fine. Exactly. <laughs> but, but... That was but weird. Bethesda, Bethesda does have a problem of resting on its laurels. And relying too much on its goodwill. Yeah. Which it oftentimes threatens itself to not actually get any goodwill because it's doing something stupid. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's... And the that... internet gets mad. You know, and I would think CD Projekt Red would have more goodwill with because of The Witcher 3, but I, I guess I was wrong. I cannot get over the review bombing and the fact that their stock dropped. That is shocking that the stock dropped. So, very specifically, the reason their stock dropped has more to do with refunds on the previous gen consoles. Okay. Um, there's been talk um, across other countries which actually have very strict consumer protection laws compared to the U.S. Yeah, yeah there, there's talk in other countries of actually forcing refunds across the previous gen platforms because the product was not delivered as promised and okay. was not delivered functioning as promised. And so they, they might be forcing refunds. Oh, wow. And if they force refunds like that, that will hit. Tank, that will tank their stock price. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that actually makes sense. Right. There's actually already warning labels attached to physical copies of the games in some countries, as well as if you try to buy those country, if you try to buy the game digitally in those countries, there may or may not now pop up a warning that says hey this this game might not run 
I was about to say, careful what you say, because people might try to go out and buy a country now. Right. They might try to buy a country. No, you can't buy countries anymore. We found all of them. <laughs> they already have their own flags. Well, oh, what if still... we just put our flag there? That's, that's called it... annexation. That's, that's, how it... not... that's how it works, right? You go somewhere, you put your flag down, that's, that's yours now? Yeah, it's mine now, right? But do you have a flag? I can make a flag. <laughs> Technically, yes. Mm. Booga booga. Right. I but uh yeah that that's probably more tied to their their stock. That and the way a company's stock works is it's the hopes and dreams for that that company. Yeah. And when you when you do anything dangerous and, and awkward, everybody's hopes and dreams get all shaky and weird, right? Man, it's yeah, a good yeah. thing I didn't tell my dad to put money into C D project I... red stock. No no, do it now. Well, yeah, do it. Oh, do, yeah, that, oh. do it in two days. In two days. Well, that's like, uh, oh, what did I, I heard that like Walmart stock or something dropped recently. And I was like, ooh, I should, I should get you all I can because it, it's obviously going to bump back up. And it right, was like, like it dropped all the way down to $200 for a share. And I was like, oh. Never mind. <clears throat> Too rich for my blood. Yeah. But, but before... yeah, because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Also, before we get into any, you know, more stock prices and start giving no, bad but... stock oh, yeah. advice. Okay. Everything I say is completely compatible with Wall Street bets. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to a quick break here and then we will return with Light's Challenge. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And, and we're, we're the, the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all, but mainly in you, you spooky bitch. I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed those promos. Go check out those awesome friends of the show. If you feel so inclined, I know they would appreciate it. Uh, Light, you ha had some stuff you wanted to share with the class. Yes, sir, I do. So the first thing is something that I've been putting off for a while now, but uh, um, the new consoles are out. And so obviously the first thing everybody's going to do is compare them. The first thing we're going to do is apparently go robotty like we're on last gen. Yeah, uh, that was my cyberpunk moment. <laughs> but yeah, the first thing that... Gaming casual. We okay. have some bugs, but we're working on them. 
and then everybody hates us. Some <laughs> people were like, what did you expect? You were listening on Spotify. Um, but anyway, so the first thing people want to do is compare the game, the consoles. There it goes again. Uh, uh, I mean, as you do with two consoles that are very similar in their specs and their power ratings. Yeah, and, and last, you're last not time, any was, better. You are actively worse. No. Let me make a note. But I bet I'm better now. Yeah, am I? Do you, you are you a uh, little bit? Nope, he, he's just gone. Welcome to the behind-the-scenes bullshit that I edit out, Xander. Ah, fair. <laughs> I was curious, I'm not going to lie, as I'm sitting here quietly listening, I'm like, I wonder, I wonder which gets edited. Not a lot, honestly. It's a lot, it's mainly just the pauses. Which aren't usually a thing with whenever you find a game that control a light and chain can talk about for hours and hours and takes me having time to shut up. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that gets edited out is like stuff like this where light's connection actively shits the bed. Yeah. But I should be better now. Yeah, you good. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I had to switch from mobile to Wi-Fi, even though earlier I had to switch from Wi-Fi to mobile. They take turns on, you know, who's the better connection. <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, if I need to make the Patreon just so, uh, just so we can get you some fucking equipment. Real internet. Yeah, real internet and better equipment. I'm just going to restart the the comeback. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, all right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed those promos. Go check out those awesome friends of the show. If you feel so inclined, I know they would appreciate it. Light, you had some stuff you wanted to share with the class. Yes, I did. So, first thing I wanted to bring up is console comparisons. It's something I've been meaning to talk about for a while. Um, you know, we we spent what over a year discussing these these systems and comparing their specs and all that on paper and coming up with what it should be. And I think that the the initial real world results are actually way more interesting than uh, we had thought. To be fair, disclaimer: this is all based off of you know, stuff we've read online because thanks to artificial, uh, even, even if I just want to say in, in this case, even if we all got next gen consoles perfectly smoothly and, and, you know, we, we could get them and we did get them and all that. I don't think any of us were going to get a series X and a PS five 
and the same game for each and compare them and do pixel counting and all that. Like, we're not going to do the digital foundry thing. Okay, fair point. But still, we, we would do a comparison of some sort. Yeah, but... And, and I also want to point out that I do love Digital Foundry and they do amazing work and we've already established that on the podcast, but this is not a light watched a Digital Foundry video only and talked about. Like, I this is multiple sources. I assume so. Continue. Just in case anybody thought, you know, because that would be the easy thing to do. Just and think. it's not like they're not included, but still. I, I can assure you thinking is not easy sometimes. Huh. But, um, but anyway, so real interesting. Um, both systems have their standout games. Uh, on the Series X, you've uh, got, I would say, the two that I'm going to use here. Um, Gears 5. And then on the PS5 side... We got Miles Morales, right? Yeah. And what's cool about these is both of these use a DRS system, a dynamic resolution uh, system to pump out 4K, uh, but not make the entire screen for it. Not like a raw 4K. Um. And it makes them both really pretty. And so since those are exclusives for those consoles, each of those runs amazingly. Miles Morales actually just got an update where it can run uh, ray tracing and 60 frames per second at the same time. Which huh. is something it couldn't do earlier, yeah. And it looks amazing. Um, but third party is where we get to really pin them head to head. And this is where I found some interesting things, uh, results, in uh, Devil May Cry 5? Yeah. Yep. Um, Devil May Cry 5 is such an interesting uh, test case because it's clearly not been optimized for either system yet. What was neat about it was in... In the test case from Digital Foundry, there were areas where... So you would expect the Series X with its 12 teraflops, there are areas where it's going to pump out graphic. And for the PS5, things that are CPU heavy are where we expect it to shine because it has a special boost mode and all kind of crazy shit, right? Mark Cerny had that long ass talk about it. And, uh, but when it came to Devil May Cry in particular, the areas where the Series X should be like stomping the PS5 on paper, they're either the same or the PS5 was better. And the areas where you would expect PlayStation to blow Xbox away, they were either the same or in some cases, Xbox was better. And it was just real interesting to see. And the game itself has a 120 frame per second mode. But whether you turn that on or off, it's actually always running at an uncapped frame rate. 
and it never reaches 120. That's... Huh. Yeah. And in, in most use cases for most games, you have to be the person that can see the difference and run them side by side to notice any change between the console. And they haven't been... Again, it's probably because they're not. Nothing's been truly optimized for the systems yet, but they haven't been running the way that you would expect on paper, which is more more of a, a shot to Microsoft because they're the ones who brought teraflop into the mainstream vernacular. But uh, but it's still interesting to see, in my opinion. Um, one area where Xbox definitely has the upper hand currently, though, is in variable refresh rate. That's like your G-Sync and your FreeSync. Right. So if you drop frames, it doesn't, it doesn't look as horrible as it could. And the issue is that the PS5 does not support any sort of variable refresh rate right now. That is... But, Interesting when you compare it to the Series X. Mm-hmm. But they did announce it's coming in an upcoming patch. Yeah. Um. But it's just been... I don't know. It's just been interesting to me to see these consoles go head-to-head and perform the opposite of how you'd think. Uh, Assassin's Creed has a problem on the Series X. And it's probably because of them building it the way that they did Assassin's Creed is the PS5 version is just a a tweaked version of the PS4. And the Series X version is a tweaked version of the Xbox One. And since the lowest common denominator for the Xbox One is the base Xbox One, that means that even with the improvements, it actually ran worse than PS5. Because it's coming from a, you know, lower base. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Ubisoft released a patch. And some people thought that they gimped the PS5 version to run worse. When in reality, they did not. No, they just made the Series X version run better. Yeah. Um, and uh, another interesting fact is whenever it comes to engines that are highly scalable, Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone, you can actually get Warzone to run in 120 frames per second mode on Series X but not PS5 just because of how each system handles backwards compatibility. Really? Yeah, so... So when Series X runs in backwards compatibility mode, the dev still has access to the new system architecture, whereas when PS5 runs in backwards compatibility mode, it's pretending it's a PS4 Pro. Hmm. 
That's... Huh. Yep. And that is the extent of my ability to talk about this before I start just saying things I don't understand. I mean, that was, I'll be honest, it's a lot of stuff that I'm just kind of like, no, it makes sense. I don't know why it makes sense, but it makes sense. But yeah. as previously stated on the show, I'm an idiot. To be fair, I don't know what I'm talking about either. But I just remember watching it going, that's so interesting. Meanwhile, our guest is just sitting here like, this is this is what I li- this is what I listen to every week. Oh no, not at all. Um, I just end up now. I've got a bunch of questions and stuff I got to go look up because I'm like, well, if the PS5 running things in backwards compatibility where it's acting like a PS4 Pro, I'm curious if that's not an emulation thing, where it's well, like so. So I was going to say that it emulates, but then I was like, no, don't say that because you don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that the developers don't have access to certain features of the PlayStation architecture when they're running in backwards compatibility. And that makes sense. Um, it, to be fair, a lot of the differences between like PlayStation and Xbox stem almost entirely from like, look at their, their core business, right? Xbox is made by Microsoft who, yeah, we know makes the PC. So if we look at the operating systems associated with the Xbox throughout the years, right? All the way up from the original, through 360, through X, through all of it. Their operating systems, I think it's what, Xbox One X is basically a mocked-up version of Windows 8.1? Yep. Um, Their current one is Windows 10. Well, yeah, that, that's the Windows current 10. one, but... Yeah, yeah but... One, of their, one of their older versions. So is synonymous with basically you have a locked in hardware mode version of a windows pc yeah right and that's that's all they have to do if it runs on an xbox it'll run on your pc like yeah realistically it will when it comes to these new consoles uh the series x is like an even more integrated version like microsoft is all in on xbox being xbox right and being like that smooth transition versus PlayStation that is an all new operating system. Right. It's its own, it's its own jam. And you're like, Oh, okay. So it's not just going to run. Yeah. And the operating system hiding on a PS4 versus the operating system hiding on a PS5. They're different. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to have different, all the subsystem deep in the weeds level shenanigans that you got to deal with so it would make sense mm-hmm. Absolutely. particularly when you consider that all the backwards compatibility with ps4 that the 5 has is it started as an afterthought and it's only come to the forefront within the past two years of them making the console it's, it still upsets me that they thought backwards they every all of the systems that thought of backwards compatibility as kind of an afterthought. It's like, no, God, stop. You you have this beautiful library of games just sitting at your disposal, and yes, you're not going to sell a new copy of that game, but you could sell a new console based on having access to a library of games. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot... Almost... 
That's too much money. I mean, look look at the PS2. It's like, hey, you have all these PS2 games. And all the exactly PS1 where, games. That was exactly where I was going to go with it. I was going to say, motherfucker, you invented the concept of backwards compatibility. Right. How are you the one against it? Like, the having an access to just the PS2 exclusives. Like, having access to that library. Gold. At, at this yeah, point, I'm thinking of, they're doing it specifically just to spite GameStop at this point. It's kind of a I shame mean, that the Xbox Series S and X can play more PS2 games than the PS5 can. Yeah. Yeah. Legally. That, that's you, what makes it worse, right? Legally. Yeah, you, you have to specify the legally because that makes it so much worse. Right. Well, I recently found out that the on the emulation side for the series console, there is a shady, piratey way you can go about it. I, I don't know why you would. <laughs> but people will. You don't. We don't know why they would. But they will. So, um, yeah, that's that's a different tirade for a different podcast that yeah, I have. Yeah. That's accurate. I have an answer. It's not good for this podcast. <laughs> no, maybe not for this episode. It's not casual? So it's very casual, but your seven viewers may or may not care. <laughs> you know what? We'll bring you back on one day for it. Okay. <laughs> my random, My random ranting. I mean, I'm down to talk emulation and game preservation. Yeah, he'll. You two can literally. You two could probably have your own episode on that, and I'd just sit here going, "Uh huh," because <laughs> I've never messed around with emulation. I mean, I have done the casual thing where you load up all the files on like a board and get them to run, and you go, "Hey, look, I did it." And you're like, "But why?" And you're like, "Well, now I can play SNK's greatest hits." But why? And you're like, uh, uh, I don't know. I was bored and I had like 10 hours to kill. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> because I can. That's the best answer to anything. Why'd you do this? Be Because I can? Why did you try to get all those platinum trophies on your PlayStation account? Because I can. There you go. So one of the, one of the things that I was going to bring up to talk about was the video game awards. But then I realized all I wanted to talk about was Perfect Dark. Oh. And I just want to say, Perfect Dark looks freaking dope. And I'm so glad that we finally know what they're working on. You also called that. I did. If Although I, I thought it was going right. to happen at last year's Video Game Awards. Yeah. But you still called it. And also, you know, we... We we can't mention the video game awards without mentioning the fact that, hey, there's not only the Mass Effect trilogy remaster, but a new Mass Effect game in development. Yeah, that one's interesting. It's something. <laughs> it's like, you know, Perfect Dark is where I get my namesake from. Really? Really? That's that's why I'm Xander Dark. Oh. That's the name of Joanna Dark's older brother. 
Well, shit, everything makes sense now. Yeah, it's all coming in clear now. So you're a fan of the franchise? Absolutely. <laughs> Just what? Have you the, played no, Zero? I fucking hate the franchise. A terrible franchise, it should die. That way nobody else tries to take my name from me. Have you played Perfect Dark Zero? The 360 back in the day? Yeah. Yes, yes I have. Should I play Perfect Dark Zero? Do you have ready access to it at no money? Because I don't know if it's worth spending money to do it now. If you have if a free, if I found it for like five bucks, would I be disappointed? Five dollars is a reasonable investment for that game. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I would. I would not go super out of your way, but yeah, five dollars. Yeah, you could get five dollars worth out of that game pretty easily. I'll tell you the best. The best investment I ever made. I once picked up Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, for two forty nine. That is a good investment. That, that is fantastic. God, I love the Max yeah. Payne series. Yeah, that is one of the best values I ever had. Sadly, whenever I traded it in, uh, years later, it traded in at the two forty nine value because I didn't understand about swapping cases but it was being sold at 10 bucks at that time mm. and that's because three was coming out yeah that makes sense makes sense you don't have to be happy about it but it makes sense right you're like i'm not pleased but i understand on the subject of max Payne, did anybody play the multiplayer for three or was that just me I didn't have internet. Okay, that's fair. No, that, that was just you. Yeah. That was the one with the uh, the time slowdown mechanic, right? Yeah, they somehow figured out how to integrate... How did that work in multiplayer? It was weird. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it like time grenades? No. No. You could do like really? straight up bullet time like you could in the single player, but it was only people in your field of vision that were affected. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. Was it fun? I I mean, I enjoyed it. I sucked at it, but I at least had fun with the little bit I played. There was, like, Team Deathmatch for GTA 4? Oh, yeah, yeah. GTA 4 had, like, an entire free roam online mode you could do. Like, you had to set up a free roam game, but then you and your friends could just dick around in the open world. Oh, neat. Yeah. And then, you know, they made GTA Online, which is you and your friends can dick around in the open world, but a four, but a 10-year-old is definitely going to grief you with a rocket launcher. Oh, man. So, there's this brief period of time right before... No, right around the very first heist update, like the very first major update that turned GTA Online into GTA Online. While it was still kind of a Wild West, but, you know, there were missions and structure and stuff. And, um, oh, hold on. Uh, Quick, Xander, we need to entertain. Uh, 
Vamp, hurry. No, I'm back. Sorry. Okay. But so there was this brief time period. Um and it was the only online game I had. Um and I played it all the time. And then one day I got invited by a friend to join him and a buddy uh, on GTA Online. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. And I joined them and it was the first time I ever experienced a private server. And I was just like, this is so peaceful. What do you, what do you guys do? And they're like, we run around and we play GTA. And I was like, this is like the dream. I'm like, there's no, nobody's randomly murdering us for no reason. There's, what is this? See, the, the thing with the private servers, I'm pretty sure if you're on a private server now, you can't do things like the gun running missions. Mm. Because those specifically have a mechanic that allows players to hunt you. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is really stupid. If I do an entire mission, like, all right, I just spent 20 minutes fighting AI, getting a car, getting all of the shit for this mission, and then, you know, X Lady Killer X 420 Blaze It X comes up and just, like, with his flying stupid bike and blows up my shipment, so now I don't get any money or resources for my gun running business. Yeah. That is the quickest way to turn me from a happy gamer into the most rage spite filled human on the planet. Oh, I believe it. But yeah, joining that private server where it was just me and two friends was like I was Jack Skellington discovering Christmas Land for the first time. <laughs> what's but, this? Uh, what's this? There's magic everywhere. Yeah. What's this? No one's killing me from the air. The, um... Yeah, and that was during the time when, like, if you wanted to try the heists, you just sat in the lobby forever and never played them. Yeah. Um, um, unless you were the one hosting the heist. Then, then you could play. But if you were just trying to find a heist, good luck. Yeah, and you had to play through them before you could host them. Yeah. Oh, it was such bullshit. Anyway, uh, my favorite GTA memory uh, of what I, like, you know, of my own experience of what I've gotten. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I saw a player getting ganged up on, and I had a helicopter. And I came down. Uh, they, they ran into this uh, cul-de-sac, and I came down with the helicopter, and I landed. And they hopped in, and I flew away just as the as like this group of players came running in, shooting at us. And I flew us to the top of a building. I got out of the helicopter, and I gave the person a salute, and I jumped off the building. <laughs> I mean, that guy was probably so confused, right? <laughs> just getting like... hunted down. He got saved by the helicopter, and then the dude just peaced out. Leaving him the helicopter, the helicopter just... Yep. Good luck and Godspeed. Good luck. If I had We're all counting on you. What? Ah, uh, good times.
Anyway, should we move into the final bit of the show? Yeah. Uh, so light, you issued a challenge to us last week. Obviously, control's not here. So yeah, it's eat. not. It's not really a challenge. As part of the gaming casual wish list for December. Yeah, I take uh, it as a challenge because it requires me to think. Boy, this whole episode today is about how Sedge hates thinking. Good theme. Sedge does not want to use his brain. Not today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, this week's list is if we still did licensed games the way we used to, what series would you like to see? Well, Xander, you are the guest, therefore, you may go first. Okay, so the issue with this is I don't know if the TV show ever actually happened. What show? I think, uh, so there was a TV show about a group of insurance adjusters who came in on the scene after, like, a superhero fight, right? So, like, the Avengers are defeating all the aliens in New York City. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of chaos, mayhem, and shenanigans afterwards. A group of insurance adjusters comes in afterwards and assesses all that damage, right? Mm-hmm. Slated to be a TV show. I actually think it got canceled. But I really liked that idea of insurance adjusters who specialized in superhero-based damage. And then I thought, that would be a really great game. In the same vein of, like, imagine, if you will, Viscera Cleanup Detail and Pokemon Snap. Oh, you, yeah. you play an insurance adjuster and you show up and your job is to catalog and take pictures of all the damage that the superheroes caused. And then based on how well you photograph the damage is how good of, say, payout how, you can get. How good their coverage is. Right. And you can you could do a scoring system based on like how close to because the game will calculate how much actual damage was done. Right. You have an actual high score. Based on uh, how you take these pictures. No, I gotta cut you off. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that counts as a licensed game, but like, you don't have to explain this any further. That is a great game idea. Yeah, no, oh, I I want okay. him to explain this further. <laughs> I actually want to play this because I no love feel free games to continue. Like but I just detail. I just want you to know, like, you don't have to explain it. Feel free to talk about it all you want, but you just need to know straight up off the bat that is a horrific idea for a game. I mean, for licenses, you would need them. I would specifically call for, like, the Marvel license because I would want to be able to identify superhero, like, basically call signs or superhero damage call signs, right? Like, you show up and you're like, this is an unexploded Stark ordinance. Clearly, Iron Man was here. This is or like this is some of obviously this is Spider Man's webbing left on the building or Hawkeye's right? arrows. Right, like I would love to have the actual license so you could get their actual tools, or like you could even go so crazy as to be like, you know, they were fighting a real bad guy, and you're like, oh, this is Hulk's blood. This is radioactive. We need oh. to clean this up, or this entire building is condemned. That's pretty good for the Hulk. I was just going to say, like, you take a picture of a broken car that you could tell he used with boxing gloves. Right. But yeah, or you could even go, like, the much smaller villains, like Radioactive Man, right? Stilt Man Stilts? 
Right. Um, I'm trying to think of the most useless Marvel game. villain I can think of right now. You could, um, make this, you could make this game, like, as a legitimate game. You could do it tongue-in-cheek like Lego. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many ways to go about this. I really like that idea for a game. I, man, that's better than any idea I had. My life is validated. We've done it. Nothing to see it. here, guys. We We've did done it, Reddit. It. Everyone can go home now. We're good. <laughs> Hi, Joy. <laughs> I mean, this premise would work in our, like, let's make a game segment. But it it's would also, very... it would also, I, I understand what you mean by, like, the way licensed mo games used to be, like, the Lord of the Rings games, where you actually played through levels that were the scenes from the movie, with, like, live cut scenes from the movie. Yeah. But this would work as a good tie-in to, like, Avengers, like the first Avengers movie, you come in and you are part of damage control. You know, the people you see in Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. So, yeah. I. Thumbs up from me. If we had a budget to make games, I would green light this project immediately. Yeah. Done. Um. You got any others, or is that it? That that was my magnum opus. That's what I got. All right. Um. Well, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Can't really think of any licensed games that don't already have. Yeah, I've got a couple ideas of of things like uh. One is a game that did exist but doesn't and that is i wish that we could have got that telltale stranger thing oh yeah um john wick hex which inspired the idea for the list uh john wick hex is dope but i think we'd all like a, a john wick type action game wouldn't that i mean John Wick was going to be the one i said cuz i've played john wick hex and i can understand how it's john wick because you know you plan out these moves and he does the you know his gun kata shit in a really yeah and then way. Like, when, but, when you get to watch it at the end it it's you know pretty cool yeah it's like super hot but it's not it's not what you would yeah being a puzzler it's not what your mind immediately goes to in that same vein though if we can't get a classic action game out of john wick atomic blonde Ooh, Atomic Blonde would be good. I would like to... I mean, I know we're getting a new licensed James Bond game. So, can't really say that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be the same without a uh, incredibly pixelated Pierce Brosnan, though. No, it won't be. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good, too. It just won't be the same. I kind of hope that they let us build our Bond. Yeah. Like since, since it's all about getting that double O sta uh, status, I would like to make my bond. So, I just thought of this for my for my game, because I'm scrolling through my Steam library and I saw Destroy All Humans, and my brain went somewhere that it has not gone for a long time. I want you a Mars Attacks play? game. How did I know? 
I I don't know how you knew, but that that is think because think about it. You could either play as one of the aliens attacking, or you play as Tom Jones. There is no in between. So, so uh, I watched Mars Attacks. I rented it. I was young, and I thought that I'd be really into it. And all I remember is somebody getting like a finger off and spat into a fish tank. I don't even remember that. Um, I just know that the movie didn't sit well with me, and I've never watched it since. So, yeah, fair enough. I I can tell you, it is not for everyone. <laughs> well, it is a Tim Burton movie, right? Yeah, uh... it, it is a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, believe, yeah, believe it or don't. No, I believe it. There is no believe it or don't. It's a movie where Pierce Brosnan makes out with a woman who has had her head surgically implanted on a chihuahua. Right. It, Although it, it surprises me that you would want to be Tom Jones. I would have gone for Jim Brown instead. I I just picked the funniest character that would make no sense for you to play as. I just wanted to be the giant, the giant Egyptian dressed god of a man who's just smashing alien heads together. Yeah, no, that's good too. Also from the Running Man, you know. No, you play as the grandma. Oh God, with the music. Yep. <laughs> also, another licensed game I would like to see them give another shot to. I know they're making the RTS version, apparently still Terran Command, but I want to see a new Starship Troopers game. Ooh, like following Rico in the movie. Okay. Do we want to do? Are we doing Starship Troopers one Rico, or are we talking like Rico and his Roughnecks? Uh, you're you're talking about like the you're talking about like the animated series Rico, right? I think it's in the third movie. No, I don't count the third movie as a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would like to play the Boba Fett game. Mm. And if we were still doing classic licensed games then I would like to play a Mandalorian game. That, I mean, yeah. And no, I, I, I would do it, I would do it Riddick style so that, like, we don't have to touch the TV show. I know that We Baby Yodes is, you know, a popular character, but I wouldn't mind just being a, a bounty hunter making his way across the universe, being a badass you know, for for like four six hours, nice little campaign. Yeah. I mean, the only re the only reason I said Starship Troopers is because one, I love the first Starship Troopers movie. Like, that is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. And who doesn't want to just slay a bunch of horrifying looking bugs? Right. And then I finally get to take my revenge on the brain bug for being creepy. The stuff of literal nightmares? Yeah, the giant mouth, the giant vagina mouth with the thing that sucks out your brain. It was so scared at the end when they shoved the giant needle in its face. As it should be. Oh, okay. Wow, you, somebody's really into uh, that propaganda. Yeah, somebody's been drinking that Kool-Aid. I'm doing my part. <laughs> 
You're like the maniacally laughing teacher. Oh God! That that part sticks out to sticks out to me the most about that movie is the little kids are like crushing all the bugs and the teacher's just maniacally laughing and you're like, oh goodness, this is what nationalism is. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's the whole point of the movie. It's right. not actually about the war with the bugs. It's about this is what happens when federations are bad. I think we all know how Paul Verhoeven movies work. Right. You know what else would be an interesting license, now that I'm thinking about it, is uh, the movie Gattaca. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Like, like nothing to do with any yeah, of the characters. Well. Nothing to do with any of the characters from the movie, but like that world. Like you could do it two different ways. You could either like be a police officer looking for, uh, as they say, degenerates, right? And like tracking people using their genetics and trying to find culprits using like advanced genetic shenaniganry or you could be a person trying to like blend in just like hmm. the main character in the movie and you could make it about trying to like do stuff while getting away with whatever the heck you're trying to get away with living your dream i like, really could... like oh god oh, sorry. i was gonna say you could you can make it like la noir style though where you get to be a detective trying to track down all these people who are just doing whatever and then there's that cool moral conundrum where like you bust somebody and you're like, oh, I just busted you for breaking the law. But like, is it all right that I'm busting you? All of like papers, please, right? Like, I busted you for mm. breaking the law, but at the same time, you're just trying to live your life and not be, you know. Discriminated against? Yeah. You're making me want to really look into this Gattaca thing. Have you never seen Gattaca? No. Oh. Oh. You should probably watch the movie Gattaca. It's it's a really big cultural deal. We watched that in school, right? Every yeah, everybody did because it's how you learned like the basic human genetics. Yeah, I didn't finish high school. I think I watched it in middle school. Your middle school teacher was irresponsible. My middle, but... uh, yes, that that's accurate. <laughs> Our middle school teacher got fired for drinking with students. Among Middle other school. things. Did you go to school in America? Oh, wait. 11 to 13 year olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would not... But, uh... Uh, so... Classic... Uh, uh, license game material here. One... <laughs> I'd like it would be nice if we were still getting Marvel games, except good. So not Marvel's The Avengers. That was part of. Yeah, that was part of where I was going with my game initially was I was like, you know, plus that the game I came up with might actually sell copies. I can guarantee you it would. I hope <laughs> that I hope that Square Enix does not close down Crystal Dynamics over Avengers. Here's hoping because most of the most of the real problems there are clearly because the there was a series of bullet points that a higher up producer was like you need to reach these milestones in your game. You must be Destiny but with Marvel heroes and extreme monetization. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just I'm very worried for Crystal Dynamics. Uh, because their last Tomb Raider didn't do as hot either. 
Oh yeah, Shadows of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um and and Square Enix has no they're a company that has no problem just cutting people off. They handled IO okay, but they also they screwed IO and then cut them out. Thank God Warner Brothers picked them up. Anyway, that that's a different thing. But anyway, in the same classic vein, uh, yes, I'd like to see some more ones, but I'd like to see a classic God of War, you know, Heavenly Sword style hack and slash game uh, for Wonder Woman. So, like, similar to what they did for, like, the Wolverine game and... Yeah, and uh, since good. we're talking about... Yeah, one good? We're... Well, the Wolverine Origins is a pretty decent game, and so was Captain America Super Soldier. That's fair. Well, one of the only good Marvel games. Because both Iron Men sucked, and Hulk was too buggy. But but you take that, that Hulk Ultimate Destruction, or that, that prototype vibe, mix it with God of War... And yeah, you got a Wonder Woman game. And and with the way that they set the Wonder Woman games, whether you're doing World War One uh time period or nineteen eighty four, I'm down for both of those. Honestly, just do both. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if they were doing it classic style, then it would actually be the second game that's set in the 80s. That's true. They'd do Wonder Woman, and it would be the one set in the First World War, and then they do Wonder Woman 84 set in 1984. Oh, the man. The, the No Man's Land, and then Town Rescue. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, you'd have to actually do the shield jump. But you'd call it out like Rise Son of Rome, so it'd be like a button prompt type of thing. Hey man, if uh Yeah, if if Marvel's Spider Man on PS4 could get away with bullshit quick time events. Yeah, you I mean you're right. There's nothing wrong with quick time events. No, when used right, uh yeah. There's actually a there's a lot of ways that the Spider Man PS4 is like streamlined too much for my personal tastes but that it can get away with because it it allows anybody who plays through the first time to feel like spider-man yeah it's like that's how you implement a quick time event so so don't it's do only what shenmu did no definitely do not do what shenmu did <laughs> in fact i don't never, know what i think diana could rock a forklift Oh God, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman, the forklift section. Yeah, Wonder Woman, I have a day job. For uh, the reverse, and I know we're getting the TV series. I know we're getting the movie reboot, Mortal Kombat. Like for the uh, reverse licensing. Will it be as good as the original movie? God, I hope it's better. No, I'm so curious about this film. I am so curious about this this Mortal Kombat movie. Same. Because it was set to drop in January. It is still coming out next year. Um I have not seen a single trailer on it. And the last time I ever heard anything on it, they were doing those gritty 
realistic shorts on YouTube. Oh, they did so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you're talking about the one. Like Barack was a guy that like sewed knives into his arms. Oh no, they did a different one after that. They did what? like the Legends series after that, where they actually had like Sub Zero. He didn't look like a serial killer. Oh. Um. It like the story between Sub Zero and Scorpion was actually the story of what happened to Scorpion's family. Oh, yeah, and they just did a an animated film. Yep, and they had Legend Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, yeah, the web series is called Mortal Kombat Legacy. Okay. And it's on huh. YouTube. But yeah, so with that, the weird, gritty, re- uh, the weird, gritty, realistic one, uh, the new cartoons, and the video games, I'm like, where the hell's the live action film going to go? Like, what route does it take? And again, they have not revealed anything. Even the poster doesn't say anything about it. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And it's like already shot and filmed and done. Productions wrapped. Ugh. But yeah. Um What else is on TV and stuff? I don't know. I don't watch TV anymore. I was trying to think of movies, but when I think of blockbusters, it's literally... Let's get a supernatural game. No. Okay. (laughs) Right, well, because I'm sitting here laughing doing the same thing. I'm like, well, what have I been watching on TV? What movies have I been watching? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm a child of a human being, and I watch The Lord of the Rings repeatedly. Or... Star Wars or Marvel. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. It's like they're making stuff in those veins. I don't, other than the the Skywalker Saga Lego game, which looks weirdly good. Um, yeah. Other than that, I can't think of a Star Wars thing that I truly want other than like games that didn't come out, like games that got canceled. I want 1313. I want The Force Unleashed 3. Um, but those my wife count. brought up a good one. Okay. Uh, have you guys seen the movie Tenet yet? No. No. Hmm. Well, I don't want to spoil the movie in the event that you do end up watching it, because it is actually a very good movie, and it is worthy of... I, I like to assign monetary value to things, because I always associate, like... Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, this is worth exactly this much money, effort, time, whatever, right? And uh, Tenet is absolutely worth, like, a $2 Amazon rental or whatever. Um... But uh, there's a weird gimmick in the... I didn't the... watch his last movie. Uh, the Everybody in a Tank movie. Is that... Dunkirk? Oh, Dunkirk. Oh, Wait, Dunkirk um... wasn't Everybody in a Tank. That was Fury. Or are you thinking oh. of Fury? Okay. I didn't with, watch uh, Dunkirk. With over-the-top, super-Americanized Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, wait. That was Inglorious Bastards. Oh, oh that wait. Was both. <laughs> it's both. Um, but compared to Interstellar and Memento and the Dark Knight trilogy, where would you put Tenet or Tenet? Yeah, because I don't even know how to say it right. I guess it is Tenet. I do. Tenet's just a joke I use. Oh, but there's only one N. 
Um, yeah. I've never actually heard anyone say the name, so... Uh... <laughs> it's like the yellow birds from Final Fantasy. How do you pronounce well, their name? Well, I think... So <laughs> I've heard people pronounce it. Like, people that are part of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, like, most... Holy shit. Like, somebody who's trying to get the... Trying to be the most hipstery about it. They're basically saying Tanette. Like... Like I said, but they're saying it like they're saying it like there is another end that isn't there. Right. They just don't say the end. So tenet. Like I'm a person who inhabits an apartment, right. therefore I'm a tenant. Guys, we're getting yeah. off. We we're are getting so off. far off topic, and I think we're at a decent stopping point now. Since oh, we are, come on. We have our content. Stopping point. But it is anyway, almost you think the timey-wimey stuff would work for a video game? You know, Probably. it might. <sighs> I mean, they tried to get it to work for some games, so I'm sure they could get it to work for... for that. It, yeah, it would... The Matrix hmm. 4 is coming out, and I would like another Matrix game. Yes, I agree. Right? That would be a good one. But... That being said, thanks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I got one more, and I'm done. Uh, I'm done. You but really I do just have... hate my timing for recording, I just, don't no, you? <laughs> or for this editing happened, this. This happened during break, and this is one of the best ones that I have, and I almost went the whole podcast without mentioning it. Despite hmm. the fact that there is no cultural significance to it right now, and nobody else currently cares, and everybody would think that it wouldn't be worth it, I think it would be an amazing experience. I would love an Avatar VR experience. Wait, like Avatar the Blue People or Avatar Last Airbender? Yeah, James Cameron. No, for Avatar the Last Airbender, I would like a, a dope-ass action game. But Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar, I don't give a shit about any of the sequels, or anything like that, just let me go to Pandora in VR. Yeah. Make be... everything all interactable, like a Half-Life Alex and shit, and just let me explore. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. You can end the show now. All right. Xander, thank you for guest starring on what has uh, now become one of our longer episodes. Thanks for having me. Definitely a tangent-filled rant. Absolutely. We'll definitely have to have you back on again, uh, for sure. Um, Do you do anything on the internet, what you want to share with the people? Plug your plug. (laughs) Okay. Um, For the rest of us, you can find the links to the stuff that we do in the description of the show below and until next week uh yeah just keep gaming gamers and stop sending death threats to people you know who you are chad bye deuces